Are we through the throes of winter? Is spring here? I hope so. This is the Joey Harris Show from March 24th, 2014. Greetings and salutations to you. I am your host, Joey Harris, and thank you for joining me this week. Folks, how was your week? Did you have a good week? Let me tell you about mine. You know, the last few weeks brought about uh, changes in my life, and I am calling this period a it's a readjustment period. I call it readjusting to life on the other side of maybe. Because at this point, I feel like my life maybe go this way, it maybe go that way. So this is readjusting to life on the other side of maybe. Friday, I had a job to sub at the uh, Christian school, which I have subbed at before. I like subbing there a lot. I like the people. I like the students. No problem. It's good to be working again. I showed up and find that I'm uh, going to be a sub for an English class, uh, higher level, high school English First class, uh, they had a test. And then after their test, their quiz, they had to uh, continue working on their work, which they were studying William Shakespeare's Julius Caesar. Second class, a third of the school went on a field trip. So in my second class, I only had one student. Uh, So she took a study hall for that class and I um, worked on some work and also uh, read some. Third period, I had a planning period. Fourth, there was a um, exponential writing class that I oversaw. They already had their papers that they were working hard on. I was just there to take attendance and to oversee the class. Fifth period, lunch, and another planning period. Sixth period, another writing class, and seventh period was a class on the yearbook, which the class had finished the day before but had some leftover things that they needed to do. So they did that and also brought up on the Internet uh, ESPN so they could look at the game cast of the uh, college basketball tournament games that were being played. But by that time, folks, I had already had quite an experience in that class. You see, halfway through lunch in the planning period, I looked on the teacher's desk. There was a huge white marker, and it said special paint marker for glass and white poster board. Um, a special marker that you could use on those things. Well, I just wanted to see what the end of the marker looked like. So I started to untwist the marker. And at that point, that special paint marker, it got the best of me. And folks, it was just like a Rice Krispies commercial. Snap, I heard crackle as bits and flecks of old paint started to rain down on the desk and 
pop or their little special cousin fizz with them because the things started to fizz everywhere. And paint started to shoot out underneath the cap of this marker. It got on the desk. It got on the floor. It got all over the marker, and it got on me. So quickly, I sprang into action and tried to get everything back the way that it was. I secured the cab and then surveyed the damage. First things first, I took some paper towels. Thankfully, the teacher had some on her desk. I cleaned the marker, no problem. Cleaned the desk, no problem. Full over the elbow grease, but I got it all off. There was some on her chair, but I got that off, and I got it off the floor as best I could. Thankfully, the person who was worse to wear was me and my parents. But it goes to show you that curiosity never won anybody any favors. At least it never has for me. I don't know about you guys, but it's never won me any favors at all. I finally got everything cleared up. But, you know, as I was doing that and I was thinking back to that first class, studying Julius Caesar, it was a 10th grade class. And that just reminded me of when I was in 10th grade. And we also studied Julius uh, Caesar. And that reminded me of a time that I hold very dear in my life. I'm sure like many of you, I am my own hardships to combat that. I always fight back with what I call the small victories. Sometimes it's the small victories that carry us through. In 10th grade, as I mentioned before, we were studying Julius Caesar. I woke up ready for school one day and it hit me. I remember my teacher had given us an assignment and either I chose to forget the assignment or I did it on purpose, but I hadn't done the assignment yet. And unluckily, I had the teacher first period, so I was going to her first thing. Our assignment was this. We were to learn one of the two famous speeches that Brutus and then Mark Anthony give after the death and murder of Caesar. <sighs> Folks, that began what I call the greatest ram session of my life. I piled through breakfast and picked up the books. I decided on Mark Anthony's speech, and I started to learn it line by line, wrote memorization like you've never wrote memorization anything before. I plowed through this thing. Line by line, I learned it. Got the first line down, went to the second line. Added that to the first line, friends from the country, friends from the country, and many years. Da-da, da-da, da-da. I go continuing all the way to school, 
line after line after line after line. Sure enough, I was called that day. But I was called back. I was slated to go after Artelia Cummington, a famed orator. I mean, this child was known for her oratory skills and the way that she delivered things. I was in trouble. But she did Mark Anthony's speech. There was no way that I could follow her. But crazily enough, Artelia had decided to do Brutus' speech. So, in true Julius Caesar, William Shakespeare fashion, you want to have Brutus' speech followed by Mark Anthony's speech. And also, true to fashion, Artelia delivered a glorious rendition of Brutus' speech. You could have heard a pin drop. If we were back in those times, surely they would have reanimated Caesar's corpse just to be able to kill him again, based on Artelia's speech alone. I had to follow that, based on the strength of learning the speech just a short time before. But then like something written out of a Hollywood picture. A calm came over. And I was granted a small victory. I approached the lectern, put one hand on either side, surveyed the crowd for just a few seconds and launched into my speech. Friends, Romans, countrymen, lend me your ears. I come to bury Caesar, not to praise him. The evil that men do lives after them. The good is often turned with their bones. So let it be with Caesar. The noble Brutus hath told you Caesar was ambitious. If it were so, it was a grievous fault, and grievously hath Caesar answered it. Here, under leave of Brutus and the rest, for Brutus is an honorable man, so are they all, all honorable men. Come I to speak at Caesar's funeral. He was my friend, faithful and just to me. But Brutus says he was ambitious, and Brutus is an honorable man. He hath brought many captives home to Rome, whose ransoms did the general's coffer fill. Did this in Caesar seem ambitious? When that the poor hath cried, Caesar hath wept? Ambition should be made of furnished stuff. Yet Brutus says he was ambitious, and Brutus is an honorable man. You all did see that on the Lucifer, I thrice presented him a kingly crown, which he did thrice refuse. Was this ambition? Yet Brutus said he was ambitious, and sure, he is an honorable man. I speak not to disprove what Brutus spoke, but here I am to speak what I do know. You all did love him once, not without cause. What cause withholds you then to mourn for him? 
O judgment, thou art fled to brutish beasts, and men have lost their reason. Bear with me. My heart is in that coffin there with Caesar, and I must pause till it come back to The way I felt as I walked away from that lectern me a while. Learning that speech and being able to deliver there in just a short while allowed me to move forward. There are times in my life when I feel lower than love that I feel like I have screwed up everything. But just like the times that I was able to make it through and find my way with no map, no GPS, the time that I was able to get into, go into, and complete college when no one thought I could, the time in freshman year when faced against overwhelming odds that I had to finish a book in the afternoon. In one afternoon, I had to read a whole book that I stealed my reserve, sat down, and finished that book. These are small, inconsequential things. that when placed upon the problems of the real world don't mean much. But those small victories carry us through to live, carry on, and fight another day. So, even in white of a snap, crackle, pop, and fizzy paint marker. The sight of William Shakespeare's Julius Caesar brought back a memory and made me smile. You know, folks, we've been talking for a few months now about self-improvement and the things that we need to do or all all should do to improve our lives, maybe in big ways, maybe in just small ways. And again, I have another one from the Motivation Grid, Grid website. And again, I have already linked this to my Twitter account that I will bring up later on. And then in a little while, I will group it to my Facebook account so you can see these for yourself. This is 24 Thought-Provoking Questions to Know Yourself Better by Harshon Chris Nicolau. And I'm sure I probably butchered that name, so please excuse me, but I wanted to get um, uh, credit where credit is due. And again, you can see the entire thing um, through my Twitter and again through my Facebook later on. But these are the 24 thought-provoking questions. I really enjoyed um, reading through these, and I think you'll get something out of them as well. 
Number one, what would people say about you at your funeral? Number two, what do you believe stands between you and complete happiness? Number three, when will you be good enough for you? Is there some breaking point where you will accept everything about yourself? Number four, if you were at heaven's gate and God asked you, why should I let you in, what would you say? Number five, do you fear death? If so, do you have a good reason? Number six, if you lost everything tomorrow, whose arms would you run into? Does that person know how much they mean to you? Number seven, if you had the chance to go back in time and change one thing, what would you change? Number eight, if you could make a 30-second speech to the entire world, what would you say? Number nine, if you had all the money in the world but still had to have some kind of a job, what would you choose to do? Number 10, what would you change if you were told with 100% certainty that God does not exist? If you don't believe in God, that he does exist. Number 11, what would you change if you knew you were never going to die? Number 12, if this were the last day of your life, would you want to do what you were about to do today? Number 13, if your life was a movie, what would be the title? Number 14, if you could ask for one wish, what would it be? Number 15, how could you describe yourself in five words? Number 16, are there chances you passed up that you wish you'd have taken? Number 17, how old would you be if you didn't know how old you are? Number 18, if not now, then when? Number 19, what would you do differently if you knew nobody would judge you? Number 20, are you aware that someone has it worse than you? Number 21, if you had to choose between a book or a movie, what would you choose? Number 22, if you could see your whole life till now on, I'm sorry, if you could see your life till now on a movie, would you enjoy it? Number 23, if you could ask one person just one question and he would answer honestly, what would you ask him and who would you ask? Number 24, what would you do different if you were reborn? Wow, folks, those are some powerful questions. And to answer those, 
you will get a real peek into who you are as a person, I believe, and find out just the type of person that you would be if you are honest with yourself. If you're like me, sometimes it's hard for us to be honest with ourselves because maybe deep down you know the answers and they're not always what you wanted or what you expected. But take some time. Think about those questions and think about the people that you really, really want to be. Are you the person that you were always meant to be? And if you're not now, when? When are you going to be that person? What are you waiting for? Maybe we're all going through a season. A season in our lives. Everything can change. Everything can stop or start on a dime. That, my friend, is life on the other side of maybe. Thank you so much for joining me tonight and every week on the Joy Air Show. I really do appreciate it. more than you could ever know. Next week, I'm going to post the link to the show before I do it. I do that sometimes. Sometimes when I'm on the road as I am now, I don't always have access to it to do it beforehand, but next week I'm going to post uh, the link to the show on Twitter and on Facebook. And anyone who retweets or favorites on Facebook or anyone who likes or shares it, I mean, I'm I'm sorry, I got those facts. Anyone who retweets or favorites it on Twitter or likes or reshares it on Facebook on the following week's show, that's two weeks from now, I will mention them um, on the show itself. So make sure you do that. Next week's show, when I post the link on Twitter and Facebook, if you like it and share it on Facebook or favorite it and retweet it on Twitter, I will mention your name on the following week's show. And you will have all week to do that. So from the time that I post it through showtime and all the following week until the next Monday show, if you like it, share it, 
retweet it or favorite it, you will be mentioned on that following week's show, which will be the first show of April. So you have that to look forward to. And we've got a bunch of great guests that I'm trying to line up in the next coming week. So look forward to that. And since I have talked about how to contact me on Twitter and Facebook and all that, remember, as always, you can follow me and contact me. I am on Twitter at the Joey Harris. I'm also, you can be my friend on Facebook. I'm at facebook.com slash joeyh37. And as always, you can email me. The email address is joeyharriscomedy at gmail.com. So folks, look forward to that. Next week's show, we're going to retweet it, we're going to favorite it, we're going to share it, and we're going to like it and increase listenership. So you are going to help me grow this show once again. We're going for bigger and better things in 2014. But, folks, that is just about all the time that I have for tonight. Thank you once again for joining me this week. And until next time, goodbye. And good luck. Make it a great week. Good night, folks.